0: This is Brian Croft. Welcome to another edition of Trench Talk, the podcast of Practical Shepherding. And I'm joined once again with Jim Sebastio. Jim, hey. Hi, Brian. How's it going? All right, thanks. We're going to dive into a topic in a moment, but just a couple of quick things. Number one is if you'd like to reach out to us, you can go to practicalshepherding.com and you can, you can contact us through the website. There's a contact page there. But also, something I want to draw to your attention that's going to the registration is going to wrap up in the next week or so, probably as you listen to this is our video cohort. This is a weekly pastoral live video training for pastors. It's free, and it's free to any pastors. It's a partnership with us and the North American Mission Board. We're grateful for that. Uh, We've had over 200 involved in the last one, and uh, we're getting close to that number for this next one that's going to start in January. If you would like to be a part of that, you need to go this week. Go to practicalshepherding.com. Find the video cohort page, which you'll find under the resource drop-down. And go there and click on the link and apply, and then we will uh, we will be able to accept you once we see the information there. But uh, we will look forward to to this next cohort that's starting in in January, and uh, we'd love for you to be a part of it. So once it's closed, though, you, you, it'll be closed for the next year. So if you're thinking about it, I would encourage you to to apply to that. And as we jump in to the topic today, Jim, we're, we're recording on a on a Tuesday, mm. which means we both. Had a taste of what I affectionately call the preaching hangover yesterday, which was Monday. Mm-hmm. That that feeling you get on Monday as a pastor that only pastors understand. Uh, that is the result of pouring out on Sunday the way we do, emotionally, physically, mentally, mm-hmm. spiritually. And Sunday is a, a glorious day, but we pour out so much on Monday. There's a fatigue, a unique fatigue that that comes with that. And what we want to talk about today is kind of the, there's no other way to say it, the pastoral blah, the the feeling the of blahs. fatigue that just doesn't seem to bounce back from, and then we carry it into the week, and even weeks and maybe months. It's it's not dark depression, but it's us feeling like we're not at our best, we're fatigued, we wear out quicker, and we want to be able to address how do you do ministry As in the midst of us uh, facing those kinds, that kind of fatigue that just seems to to drag on. So, Jim, will you set this up from a biblical perspective? Help us think through this in this way, and then we'll then we'll dive into practically thinking through this.
1: Yeah, Brian, we were talking in prep about this, and there's perhaps no one text that speaks specifically to this issue. You do have, of course, the Lord Jesus exhorting his disciples to come apart for a time. I think there's a recognition in that of the frailty of ministry. You have Psalm 103, the recognition that we are dust and the Father pitying us in reference to our weakness. You have Paul's multiple descriptions of ministry in terms of labor and hardship, about enduring it. He uses the language of wrestling, fighting, boxing, uh, soldiering all of those things and, and what is common to all of those is is ultimately a degree of fatigue that comes and that may be in some cases for some men that's that's a physical fatigue that's going to come yeah. with that for some of yeah. some more mental fatigue and in ministry it kind of all combines in, and to a, a general sense of you know again what we've just been calling the blahs you're you don't feel like you're not necessarily backslidden. You're not indulging in sin. Uh, but there's not a joy and excitement about coming to the, to, the, to the labors. There's not a mental sharpness and quickness that comes and thinking about wrestling with a text, doing the early spade work of exegesis, original languages, and mm-hmm. and all of the rest. You, you find you're staring at the screen. You're looking for things to distract you. Um, you'd much rather just kind of do uh, whatever grunt work around, like, you know, clean out, I'm going to clean out my desk, or I'm yeah. going to just do correspondence. And you keep thinking, okay, well, next week it'll be better. You know, next week's better. And, and yet here it is again. And, and so you ask the question, all right, well, maybe you've even just had a break, you know, so you don't really quite understand. Well, I just took a few days off. I don't understand. I thought that would recharge, re-energize. Mm-hmm. And here I am. Uh, I gotta preach. Sunday's coming, or Wednesday's coming. That meeting's coming. Elders' meeting's coming, and I need to engage. I need my mind to be there. I want to engage emotionally. I just feel flat. Have you ever yeah. been
0: there? Oh yeah. And and I think one of the things that we just we've said on here before. We want to just I want to just say again uh, because it needs to be repeated is that the uniqueness of what we do as pastors, and this is true whether you're a bi vocational pastor or a full time pastor is that it doesn't matter what happens in our life. The sermon's got to be ready six days later from when you Mm -hmm. just finished it. And years of that brings a unique fatigue, I feel, that others don't understand when when that is on you week in and week out. So if you're listening to this as a pastor and you feel that fatigue and you think you you shouldn't feel that way or you're being a wimp about this or you know whatever you're you're thinking about this is a real fatigue and i feel it i feel it often and i think what's helpful first thing is we talk about this kind of this the flat blah place of, of being a pastor and the week a lot of times doesn't give you the margin to deal with that mm-hmm. what do, what do i do what do i do with that so that's what we want to talk about i think the first thing i want to mention is that you first have to be honest and aware with where you are And you got to be okay with that. You got to just accept this is where I am. And instead, what happens a lot of times is, oh, I shouldn't be here. Why am I here? Mm -hmm. And then we just kind of then we're battling guilt and shame as well as dealing with the blocks. Right. So that's the first thing I want to say is that if you find yourself in that place and you're thinking, I'm a pastor, I preach God's word all the time, I should have joy all the time about this, and you don't, right? Then you got to deal first with just accepting that's where you are. Realizing you're a human. You. You need to start evaluating maybe why you're there. But first thing is is an acceptance of it. And so that's I would say that's what I have to do. I expect Mondays to just feel flat. I I expect even certain Mondays to feel like I've been hit by a truck, and that's okay. And matter of fact, this past – this Tuesday – this past Sunday night, I slept nine hours because I was exhausted. Mm. I just – Sometimes I will my wife's kind. She takes kids to school on Monday, so I can just sleep mm. until I wake up. And what's amazing is how long I end up sleeping, which tells me I'm not lazy. But that's the body telling me you just had to rest.
1: <laughs> I was just going to criticize you for your carnality, Brian, but you, you just took it away from me. <laughs> Sorry. But, uh...
0: So, I, but what happens when you hit Tuesday? This is the part that actually gets disheartening for me. Yeah. What happens when you hit Tuesday? Yeah. And right. I'm all right. I took Monday. I I didn't have any hard meetings. I did mindless administration. Uh, I had a lighter day, knowing it's Monday. But I hit Tuesday when I went hit the ground running, and I still feel flat. What that then then that's where I start to get concerned. So Jim, when that happens to you, yeah. what how do you start to evaluate what to do about it when you're there?
1: Yeah. Well, again, I think I have to. You know, you recognize it and. I, I do, you know, you, you mentioned I'm feeling, I don't know, guilt's not the word, but it, it does trouble me. And I, and I do try to think, okay, what are this, again, is just your humanity. Yep. So we are talking to a man earlier today, and we talked about that phrase... Um, uh, you know, there are things that are old man, things that are new man, and things that are human. Human, yeah. Good. And this is a human thing, and you know, we're not unique in this. I think there are unique dimensions because of the ministry, but anybody who's been at their labor for any length of time begins to feel, you know, some of this fatigue, and the term. I, I use and you're, you're touching on this Brian is a sense of, of snapping back or elasticity you know with a, a bungee cord you, you pull it and you know you can pull it hard but you let go of it it snaps back and, and but the thing is do that year in and year out and that cord begins it, it lengthens and it's str- and it's harder to pull and it doesn't it doesn't go back to its original shape yeah and we and maybe some of it is recognizing, okay, how much of this is is the length of time that there are new realities. Uh, I'm older than I, you know, I'm I'm getting closer to sixty now. Sixty is really close in in my view. Yeah, I've been at the same church for thirty years. I've been preaching for forty years. And you, you know, and I've had health issues and some of those kinds of things. And you, you, think, okay, how much all of that? And what's realistic, you know, to look at? And you're reading the scriptures about, you know, old people they shall still bear sap and old age they shall be <laughs> fresh, you know. And you think that's what I want, you know? I, I want to be, uh, I want to be that man who not just shows energy in the pulpit uh, and preaches with energy. Uh, but who has a sense of that joy and energy in, in my labor, so that I, I don't dread the phone call, I don't dread an extra meeting, I don't dread the thought of oh, I've got two ministries and th- and just and I'm just flat. I just feel flat. And and, and so some of it is okay. So realistic sense of where you are, age, uh, what's gone on. In, but how much of it is, is there warfare involved in this? Is the enemy involved in this? Uh, are there things? And you ask yourself, okay, I, I'm not a known sin, or but are there things I may be neglecting in regard to care, yeah. in regard to getting some things poured in? Yeah. Might it be? I mean, see, a lot of guys get two days off a week. Uh, most men in my church get two days off a week. I take sort of one. And uh, and you know, Casey. Saturday, sometimes I'm home a little bit earlier. So, but you know, so I think, okay, is, is that part of the problem? Do you maybe actually need a longer time to recuperate than you think? And we can guilt manipulate ourselves into thinking, no, I I don't need that. Other yeah. men might need that, but I don't need that.
0: Yeah, and I think that's where we that's where the place to start. I think in evaluating ourselves is I think there's two things we have to ask ourselves. The first thing is, in the midst of this, we have to we have to be willing to be honest and aware of where we are personally before we can i think take it to the next level of evaluating what's going on we have to be honest about where we are and if we fight that as you said we fight our humanity in this sense we're not going to get to the bottom of what's really going on but let's say we're we're say we're embracing that we're willing to be aware of this is our this is you know this is where i am i don't snap back i don't re i don't come back as quickly as i once did i'm older and this and that and and accept that. There's kind of really two things that I would encourage you to do. And this is what I do when I'm feeling that kind of fatigue and I'm not bouncing back. Is this a short-term thing?
1: Mm-hmm. Where
0: to your point, I, I just you know I just haven't haven't had time with the Lord like I, I should. Yeah. I I haven't had the that morning break on, that I take usually on Mondays to go hike in the woods that refreshes me, right. and, and I'm feeling the effects of that. And there's, a, there's kind of this more of a short-term, I need to just have a little bit more margin in my life is the problem. Or the next level is I've got a serious fatigue issue that has been building for years, and I need to take more extended time off. Mm. And I think that those are the two ways to evaluate it. And to go back to something we've talked about before is, You've got, to, you've got to know how to rest. You've got to have a category to know how to rest as a pastor. And most pastors don't, don't know how to rest well. We don't know how to let go of the burdens that we carry so often and so personally. And when we accumulate those and just hang on to them, and then we don't have the margin... To rest and get refreshed, that's going to slowly chip away at us. So this, we need to see this. This is evidence that either I don't have the weekly margin
1: I need to get back in there, or Mm. this is evidence of I actually need to step away from for a month. Do you think there's a difference? As you're speaking here, it comes to my mind that there may be between. Sometimes when you hear rest, you know we can we can think indolence in, in regard. So just it's like just. I'm I'm sleeping I'm napping I'm watching cat videos on YouTube or you know whatever I'm binge watching whatever thing that you know maybe it's innocent and but but and, and we think and, and but it doesn't really recharge us in a way that maybe counterintuitively you know somebody's saying hey you're really tired well maybe what you need to do is run you're like I don't want to run I'm tired, I'm tired. I want to sit yeah And you say, well, actually, you know, if you ran, you'd feel better. Or if, you know what, what you might need to do on that day is engage your mind and so maybe something a little bit different but yeah that book on history that book on you know whatever uh that detective novel you know, like, you know sinclair ferguson j.i packer interesting both older men you we know, get packers i don't know 95 or something like that one of the ways he keeps sharp is he reads he reads uh, agatha christie and yeah. uh, sherlock holmes and those sorts of things right and uh, sinclair ferguson i was listening to him the other day always oh, that's what uh, all his books are like murder mysteries uh, that he reads outside of theology, but sometimes it's like he does that. It's not just like sitting. It's not just vegging. It's not five hours of Candy Crush or uh, you know whatever. Uh, I sometimes you know there's a a, a game. I, but there's a you know word games and things like that. I uh, I realize sometimes I'm I, I'm trying to be both mentally stimulating and vegging almost at the same time. Mm-hmm. But there are things I I realize that. When I do read more, when I or listen to audiobooks and I am more active, that's actually more recharging than yeah. just vegging.
0: Yeah, well, f- for the record, It's dog videos for me that are more refreshing. (laughs) Cat videos frustrate me, actually. But that's that's maybe a different podcast. (laughs) But but to your point, yes, I think you're right. I think there's a version of rest that is, I got to sleep nine hours tonight, or sleep till I wake up. And there's that version of rest, which I think is essential, very important. Um, Vacation rest, you know, just to get away rest, but... Then there's a rest that because our job is and our calling is twenty four seven. Right. I don't know about you. So this is this you bring up reading. This has been an interesting phenomenon for me. I spend my day reading all kinds of different things. Whether mm-hmm. it's a it's a it's a commentary or whatever for sermon prep. It's reading the passage and processing mentally that. Right. It's reading an article that that I needed to look at. It's it's re you know. Re- reading and uh, editing an article or something to write or whatever, writing project or something, by the time I get to night, at, at night, 90% of the time, I am too tired to read for fun. And I find that frustrating for mm-hmm. me because because that is something that relaxes me, but my mind's just shot. So and, you know, many of you listen to this know that I take July off every year. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I do, I don't read Agatha Christie novels, but that's not my thing. But I do read history books. Mm-hmm. I read. I pick yeah, things that's not, that's that have true. nothing to do with my ministry or prepping for teaching or any preaching or any of those kind of things, because that that is resting, that is relaxing to me. So we, you got to know yourself and know what things help you rest, both in the the normal,
1: the basic way, but also what stimulates you emotionally and mentally. Right, as right. Well. It rests and charges. You know, and so the, you know, those sound maybe like they're two different yeah. things. So it's recharging. It's re Yeah, that's good. And not just unplugged, you know. So, right. it, so sometimes it is getting plugged, but it's doing something a little bit different. Uh, the British have a saying: "There's say, a change is as good as a holiday." And, and by holiday, they I mean vacation, mm-hmm. and just doing something different. So, like whether it's gardening or being out in the woods, and yeah. and so that's helpful. Just changing and saying, you know, uh, it, or maybe listen, you know, listening to something. That's different. A fun podcast, a comedy special. It could be, but something that engage that does help to break that log jam uh, of the brain that has just kind of been frazzled or and and whatnot. So I think we need to know. You know, there's a there's that because part of the blahs is not just I'm physically tired, right? It's that I'm mentally, I'm just mentally not quite there. And, you know, as I said, I think, we you know, you might need to ask the questions, all right, is there some sin involved? Is there a spiritual distance that's grown? But sometimes you think, you know, it's not really it. I, I feel like I do love the Lord. I have a good sense He loves me. I, I, I know the truth, and I, um, you know, but then yeah, sometimes you have to wrestle with it. It doesn't excite me like it, it did, or I'm talking about, or I'm going to be preaching about some of the most wonderful things in the world. I feel I feel a bit flat, but how do, I, how do I preach when I'm feeling like that?
0: Well, you, you bring up an, an excellent point in regard to if you feel physically bad, all, a lot of times it's not about what you're physically doing. It might be you need more exercise or what mm-hmm. you're eating or how much you're sleeping. But to your point, a lot of times... The the turmoil emotionally and mentally and spiritually that we experience shows up in our body. Right, yeah. and so don't miss the connection of of all of that combined. That your your mental, emotional, spiritually can, th- that side can affect you physically, and vice versa. What's going on physically right. can also affect you.
1: Mentally and and emotionally. Yeah. So, so you see that in the Psalms several times. That's right. David. So don't David's, miss don't miss the connection. Yeah.
0: Don't miss the connection with that. And by the way, what you just said, I thought was really helpful to see those two sides to it. There's a there's a resting element, but a recharging element because I am recharged by a, like a hike in the woods by myself, mm. time with the Lord, just you know, no phone, nobody trying to talk to me. Yeah. And I'm I mean I'm an extrovert, and that like right. is recharging for me. So. What's important that I find when you're dealing with the blahs is you got to find the things that help recharge you, right? As well as help you rest. I think those are two really helpful categories that you know that you have given. So, Jim, as we wrap this up, maybe one final piece of advice that helps you personally. What's something that helps you personally dig yourself
1: out of that place? That's so why I'm talking to you, Brian. I'm trying to find. I, to I help, know. I, I'm hoping I you're going to have the answers. for know, me, so. you know. I, I guess one of the things that i do not really going to answer your question, but there's another element of this. I, I, I need to bring this to my wife and and allow her to, to know what's going on that uh, I'm feeling this right now. And, and the, in, in a question, when knowing that, even just being able to talk about it sometimes is helpful, not just kind of hiding it or trying to ignore it. So talking about it and then plus getting her prayers with that. A few years ago, uh, I when somebody would ask me on the lord's day how you doing and i would and i thought you know what i'm going to answer that more honestly and just say you know i'm really thank you for asking i i'm i'm struggling you know with this or that right now and it's hard yeah. ministry's hard right now and mm-hmm. to get up and do what i have to do here in a few minutes and just lay all that aside and get caught up for these 45 50 minutes with the truth mm-hmm. is going to take a lot out of me mm-hmm. and and, I, and i'm going to be dying a little bit you know, uh, to do this, yep. but I, I, but I want to do it. and I want to do it well. But it, it, it takes days to recover from that. Yeah, and, and they go, wow. Why? You know, they don't know that, and and they and start most, praying most for it. Most appreciate hearing and, that, and when too. they, and when you tell them that, yeah, people sorry. then you all of a sudden people start praying, and and lo and behold, God begins to answer their prayers because they're actually. It's no longer cloaked in silence or shame. It's out in the open. Yeah, that's right. And people are praying for you about it. And that's one of the ways I have, God has actually met with me in that. That's great. That's great counsel. And I, I think you're right in that uh,
0: to bring it out in the open, which also means you mentioned sharing it with your wife, but but have, have another pastor you talk to. Mm-hmm. Like to, if you're in this place, the best way to come to grips with, again, as we talked about before, you have to start at a place of honesty. The best way to be honest about it is to have to verbalize it to another person. Yeah. So, if you're even if your wife or a church member doesn't feel safe to talk about that stuff for whatever reason, find a pastor who's going to relate to this and and let them receive it and help and just pray for you. Not guaranteed they're going to necessarily receive it well, but many pastors know what this is like. Find a pastor who can understand why you feel that way, can pray for you, can sympathize, and that may be the place that may be the place you have to start. But think about how you need to uh, recharge and rest is is two of the essential pieces in trying to to work through these things. But if but if you don't recover from that, then I want to stress to you you need to you need to be willing to look into whether you need a more extended break mm-hmm. because what I watch a lot of pastors do is you know you take this idea of this pitcher's pouring water out in the cup and when the pitcher runs out they just shake the pitcher to try to get more water they don't go right. they don't realize they got to go refill it again right and dangerous things happen in pastors' yep. lives when that comes so yep. we we want to caution you that if you're feeling flat and just feeling blah on what you're doing don't just ask, think it's going to go away make sure you get help with other people and bringing them into that world. So, Jim, can I ask you to pray for sure. pastors listening to this who maybe are feeling flat and in that place, that
1: uh, that God will meet them in that place? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Father, do pray for your uh, children in ministry that are exhausted right now. They feel empty. Uh, they are flat. And even though they know that they are dealing with the most wonderful things in the world day by day. There's not the enjoyment of them. They dread the coming of the Lord's Day, they dread the office, uh, and the thought of vigorous study is so hard for them. Father, we pray you'd undertake. We pray that you would give them vulnerability and honesty, allow them to be evaluated by others. Uh, And Father, pray that you would give to them practical wisdom to know themselves and to know what works for them, Uh, and then that you would use that and hear the prayers of their people, allow them to to call upon others, to pray for them, and to be honest in that. We pray, Father, that neither they nor their families or their flock would suffer great harm uh, as a result of this neglect, but, Father, that it would uh, be turned into action before you. We ask this in your Son's name. Amen. Amen.